tossing and turning all night like a salad, it's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. There are a lot of people in the sober community getting adult ADHD diagnoses, and you may be wondering, like, what is going on here? Why is this happening? There's a strong link between struggling with ADHD and developing a problem with alcohol, because just like with anxiety, trauma, or depression, alcohol can be used to self-medicate the symptoms of ADHD. In this episode, you'll learn why alcohol and ADHD are linked, what is going on in the brains of people with ADHD, and how having ADHD makes it harder to stop drinking once you start. So let's dig in.
seems like so many people get sober and then they get diagnosed with ADHD. So why is it that ADHD and alcohol go so well together? I've been working on this episode for a while, but it wasn't until I learned all the information about attentional bias that it really clicked for me. I'll reference a bunch of episodes in the show notes for you to listen to after this one to explore this topic more in depth. A 2020 review on the relationship between alcohol use disorder and ADHD found that they share a significant genetic overlap, meaning that the risky genes that increase the risk of developing alcohol use disorder are also present in people with ADHD. These genes tend to make people more impulsive and lead to a maladaptive reward system. I discussed how addiction is genetic in episode 48 if you want to learn more. And in general, ADHD has a high heritability of above 74%, so there's a strong genetic influence. This review found that people with ADHD are more vulnerable to alcohol, and ADHD co-occurs in up to 20% of people with AUD. ADHD is also less recognized in people that struggle with alcohol, so it's not treated as often. And this is because alcohol can mask the symptoms, so we unknowingly start to self-medicate with alcohol. According to the DSM-5, the symptoms of ADHD include problems with attention, hyperactivity or restlessness, impulsiveness, rapid and exaggerated changes in mood, and emotional dysregulation. There are a few reasons that ADHD and alcohol use disorder go together. People with ADHD are more impulsive, which makes it harder for them to delay gratification and resist triggers or urges. ADHD causes restlessness and hyperactivity, and just like how people with anxiety are more at risk for developing a problem with alcohol, people with ADHD are too. They can use alcohol to treat their restlessness and make them feel more calm and focused. And this reinforces why we believe alcohol helps, and it makes it hard to break out of the cycle. The problem is alcohol damages the brain and changes the way that it functions. Heavy drinking causes problems with our cognition, decision-making abilities, and our memory, and this can worsen the symptoms of ADHD, which then makes you want to drink to cope with those symptoms even more. The way that ADHD works is it disrupts your brain chemistry, and it can potentially cause an imbalance in dopamine, which can make you gravitate towards alcohol for that quick boost in dopamine without any effort. ADHD specifically affects dopamine and norepinephrine. We talked all about dopamine in episode 62, but it's a motivational chemical, not a pleasure chemical. Dopamine helps you pay attention to the rewarding experience of drinking alcohol, and it forms a memory of it, which helps you seek it out the next time that you're cued. And this is obviously bad because when you're trying not to drink, Dopamine is released when you're triggered and it tries to motivate you to seek out alcohol. Norepinephrine plays a role in alertness and attention. ADHD causes a deficiency in dopamine and norepinephrine in a few different areas of the brain, but especially in the prefrontal cortex and the basal ganglia. So the prefrontal cortex is involved in decision-making and self-control, 
and the basal ganglia is involved in motor control and reward processing. So these deficiencies make it difficult for people with ADHD to pay attention and focus, to control their impulses, stay organized, maintain motivation to go after their goals when instant gratification isn't involved, and to regulate their behavior, emotions, and thoughts. It's believed that people with ADHD have a different brain structure in certain areas, and a 2017 study compared brain images from 1,700 people with ADHD and 1,500 people without. And this study found that certain areas of the brain that are involved in emotion regulation and memory were smaller than normal in people with ADHD. In episode 128, we talked about why our thoughts get stuck on alcohol. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, make sure to go back and listen after this. Research suggests that people who struggle to control their drinking have a strong attentional bias towards alcohol. And this means that cues related to alcohol are more likely to grab your attention and hold on to it, making it harder to disengage your thoughts from thinking about alcohol and to redirect from having cravings related to drinking. So this hyper-focus on alcohol-related cues is characteristic of heavy drinkers and it can worsen the more the person craves alcohol. So the more you crave alcohol, the more you start to pay attention and get stuck on it. Negative emotions are one of the most reliable triggers of alcohol cravings and relapse. And the more that someone values alcohol, the stronger their attentional bias is going to be, which then makes the craving stronger. And this is because because people who struggle with not drinking deeply believe that alcohol helps them cope with negative emotions or enhance positive ones. And while that belief is alive, you're going to have to resist alcohol all the time. One study on heavy social drinkers found that exposure to stress caused a significant increase in attentional bias, but only for participants who drink to cope. Negative emotions can make cues and triggers related to alcohol grab onto our attention and hold it, which makes it difficult to redirect your thoughts away from drinking and get past the craving. Studies have found that difficulties with attention are a major risk factor for developing alcohol use disorder. And I've seen a lot of people in the sober community get diagnosed with ADHD when they stop drinking. Sometimes people will quit drinking and then have worsened anxiety or have something like health anxiety pop up. And this probably isn't because you spontaneously developed health anxiety. It's more likely that you had it the entire time and you are masking it with alcohol. So the same thing can be true with ADHD. In general, having ADHD increases the risk of developing alcohol use disorder, and studies have found that treating the symptoms in childhood and teen years lowers the risk of developing a problem with alcohol later in life. A study on college kids with a family history of alcohol use disorder found that the ones that didn't binge drink had the fewest attention problems. So struggling with your attention and binge drinking seem to go together. Trait attention is your ability to focus your attention on something and resist distractions. And that is what people with ADHD struggle with. But it's not all bad news. You're not doomed if you struggle with your attention. 
having greater mindful attention, which means being aware of your thoughts and your experiences, can also lead to better emotion regulation skills and less alcohol use. Studies on patients receiving treatment for alcohol use disorder found that the ones that struggled with attention had more severe alcohol use disorder. So attention seems to be a key factor in what our drinking is going to be like. A 2012 study published in Experimental Clinical Psychopharmacology looked at social drinkers with ADHD and social drinkers without ADHD. So nobody had a problem here, and they wanted to understand how drinking alcohol impacted their attentional bias and then how much alcohol they consumed based on that. They found that in the social drinker group without ADHD, they had a similar attentional bias regardless of how much alcohol they consumed. But for the group of social drinkers that did have ADHD, attentional bias continued to increase as they drank more alcohol. And attentional bias predicted how much alcohol they would consume during a taste rating test. So this test is when the researchers tell the participants that they either need to rate the drink or decide what type of drink it is, but the researchers are actually just observing how much alcohol the participants consume in order to make the assessment. Evidence for either the increase in intentional bias or the maintenance of it while someone is drinking is important because it sheds some light on why some people may continue to drink even after they're already super drunk. I did this plenty of times where I would already be disgustingly drunk and then I would slam another drink for no reason at all. If your attention is stuck on alcohol and you can't divert your thoughts and your focus from it, then it's really easy to keep drinking. This also makes it easier to relapse because we can't redirect our thoughts from our triggers. So you can think of this attentional bias kind of like the obsession. And if your thoughts get stuck on alcohol and, or on your triggers and you can't redirect your thoughts, you're just obsessing about how you want to drink but you shouldn't or you're obsessing about your trigger. And the longer you do that, the more you're going to want to drink to relieve the discomfort. Studies have found that people with ADHD who do not currently have alcohol use disorder are more sensitive to the effects of alcohol. So this increased sensitivity can make them more vulnerable to developing a problem later on. If alcohol fixes a problem for you and it does a really good job at it, then you're more likely to want to drink. Other studies have concluded that the attention dysregulation that occurs in people with ADHD can lead to an increased attentional bias for alcohol. So if your attention gets stuck on alcohol and why you want to drink it, then it's hard to not drink it, especially when you mix being impulsive and being unable to delay gratification with all of that. Here's a quote from the study that I love. It says... Considering this increase in attentional bias in the context of a binge drinking episode, adults with ADHD may have more difficulty stopping a drinking session as they become more intoxicated. We talked about why you might not be able to stop drinking once you start in episode 125, and this is another reason to add to the list. 
if the more you drink, the more you focus on alcohol, then you're probably going to keep drinking. In this study, they also gave some of the people with ADHD a placebo, which would be something like a non-alcoholic beer, and found that this did not increase their attentional bias. And I know that NA drinks are a touchy subject for some, and you should do whatever works best for you. If you're interested, I did explain the science of them in episode 77, but NA drinks did not increase attentional bias and did not make the participants more likely to start drinking alcohol. But the idea is that once they do start drinking actual alcohol, it's difficult for them to stop because they become more aware of alcohol-related cues. So you get in the cycle where you're cued, you obsess over the cue, you drink to relieve the cue or the trigger, and then that just makes you even more aware of the next cue and so on. So if you're struggling with ADHD symptoms, then it's best to talk to your doctor or therapist and not try to self-diagnose or continue to attempt to manage your symptoms with alcohol. Alcohol only makes things worse. It doesn't just help manage your symptoms so you can live your life. It does that temporarily while also worsening your symptoms. So then you need more alcohol to manage the symptoms that alcohol made worse. So even though it feels like it helps, alcohol never helps, ever. If you don't already get emails from me, then each week I explain a little bit more about the episode. Sometimes I show relevant pictures and you can sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. And I will talk to you next week. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.